You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our AIB Market Talk update. Today is Tuesday the 31st of August. My name is Cormac Canan from AIB Treasury and I'm joined today by John Fahey, AIB Senior Economist, to discuss the latest market developments. Morning, John. Action on currency markets during the summer has been confined to narrow ranges. What's behind this? Yes, Cormac. So in terms of what we've seen so far uh, over the summer, you know, fairly tight ranges uh, for euro dollar and euro sterling. If you look at euro dollar, for the most part, indeed, not just over the summer, but since mid-year, it's been in a 117 to 119 range. And when we look at euro sterling, we've broadly been in a fairly narrow 85 to 87p trading band uh, over the last couple of months with a brief flirtation below uh, 85p uh, since the start of the year. So, you know, fairly tight trading range is all right uh, on the currency front, given that, you know, at the start of the year, we did see moves. Earlier in the year, we saw the euro lose some ground uh, against the dollar and against sterling as those countries deployed a much more uh, rapid and successful rollout uh, of their vaccination programs. However, over as we moved into the second quarter, the Eurozone started to catch up and improve in terms of its vaccine deployment. So the news flow was was positive from a Euro perspective. So over the last couple of months, uh, you know, the, the news flow and the direction of travel for those economies uh, has been pretty similar. So, you know, there hasn't been a huge differential there. So hence the, the narrow trading ranges uh, for the euro against the dollar and the euro against sterling. Thanks, John. Um, just going back to euro dollar, it's traded in a narrow band of 117 to 123 this year. Do you expect this to continue or could we see a breakout during the rest of the year or early next year? Yes. So when we look at uh, the trading band on what could happen, you know, as you say there, that's a pretty tight trading level for it over the course of the year. So at some point you would expect uh, a breakdown in that and you get some significant moves uh, in the euro dollar rate. And really, when you think of what could be the potential driver of that, it always comes back to uh, interest rates as being, you know, a key driver of changes and direction on currency markets and the stability in interest rates has been over the last while has been the key uh, kind of precondition for that narrow range trading so it's really a reversal uh, of that so rate hikes are quite possible in the US next year whereas eurozone rates uh, look to stay on hold uh, for a considerable period of time and thus remain deeply negative. So a widening of interest rate differentials if the war to materialise next year, and that's what the market's expecting. Market's pricing in rate hikes uh, from the Fed in the second half of 2022, whereas there's nothing really expected from the ECB till late 2023, early 2024. So, you know, that should be that type of environment, that type of widening interest rate differential between US rates and euro rates should be supportive of the dollar. Uh, in the shorter term, the dollar may also be supported by tapering uh, of asset purchases. And this is expected to happen from the Fed either later this year or early uh, next year. And given that the ECB is expected to continue a large-scale buying of bonds, there's that differential there too over the next couple of years. So that's the potential upside for the dollar uh, and in other words uh, euro dollar could move lower however it's not all plain sailing for the dollar one potential downside uh, could be a sustained rise uh, in u.s inflation relative to elsewhere uh, so though u.s rates would have to rise in this type of circumstance uh, high inflation is is usually a harbinger uh, for currency weakness uh, another possible headwind maybe you know in the u.s now we've seen that 
vaccine hesitancy kind of flatten the upward trajectory in the vaccine rollout. So if that continues and it results in uh, you know further high COVID-19 numbers and hospitalizations, it could restrain the pace of recovery in the US and then could delay the extent of rate hikes. And then that in the extent of interest rate differential will be mitigated. Uh, so that is poten- some potential downside uh, for the dollar. And on the euro side, what what are you thinking? When we look at it from the euro perspective, you know, we find it hard to think of what could drive the euro higher. You know, as I said there, on the dollar side, we can see, you know, the interest rate differentials potentially being a positive. Now, I mentioned there is downside for the dollar too, also around higher inflation or, or if the pace of rate hikes does not materialize. Uh, but when you look at it from the euro side, it's it's really hard to see potential, uh, any extent of great upside there, given the outlook for eurozone interest rates. Futures contracts and the expectations is, you know, rate hikes from the ECB, not till late 2023, early 24 at the earliest. And even then, you know, very modest rate increases and, you know, interest rates, the deposit rate remaining in negative territory uh, for a number of years. Uh, also, you have a bit of political risk materialising. We have German elections at the end of September uh, and also French elections uh, next year. So that political uncertainty, you know, makes it a more challenging backdrop for any uh, upside aspirations uh, that the euro has so you know from a overall perspective in terms of the euro dollar pair our, our bias would be for you know euro dollar to to, to edge lower uh, over the next 12 to 18 months on the backdrop of just what we expect in terms of that widening interest rate differentials john you've spoken about the euro and the dollar what should we look out for from the pound it's hard to make the call for the next major move in, in, in the UK currency. So market position at the moment is fairly neutral, the pound. The economy is performing quite well, uh, suggesting the currency should remain well underpinned You know, as we move through the rest of this year. If you think back at the start of the year, uh, sterling did get a significant boost uh, from uh, its UK rapid rollout of its vaccination program uh, in Indeed, compared to the US even, uh, you know, it was much more successful in terms of ramping up its, its vaccination program. So that did help the pound at the start of the year. As I said, as the kind of vaccination rollout has improved elsewhere, you know, all economies are, are making progress on that side. So it's less of a differential now uh, for sterling. So hence the reason why euro sterling has been in that fairly narrow 85 to, to 7p trading band over the last uh, couple of months. Uh, further, how if rate hikes were to materialise in the UK economy next year, and this is what the market expects because the UK uh, is seeing fairly solid, strong growth uh, this year. Okay, it was one of the worst performing economies last year in terms of the impact from from COVID-19, but in terms of what's expected for growth this year, growth could be as high as uh, 7%. And the market's expecting on the back of that and the fact that inflation is moving higher, uh, it's pricing in rate hikes from the Bank of England next year. Uh, so this could provide uh, a fill-up to sterling, especially against currencies with zero or negative interest rates, uh, such as the euro. So, you know, we think that in terms of our house view for euro sterling over the next while is for the pair to, to, to kind of grind lower as well uh, over the next couple of quarters. But again, fairly, if there is any weakening it would be fairly modest and fairly downward moves in the euro dollar or the euro sterling pair so at the moment we expect euro sterling to remain within fairly tight ranges and then really the determinant of it uh, will be if if the market gets more reinforcement around its view uh, that the boe will hike uh, in the second half of next year uh, then that could provide some upside for sterling against the euro Uh, but it's all really down to rate hikes expectations and if they materialize on that side.
Thanks, John. Plenty to watch out for there. Just now moving towards the macroeconomic calendar, anything we should um, look out for this week in terms of releases? The key thing to look out for, it's it's payroll week uh, in the US. So this is the uh, payroll data for August. So as ever, it's always the kind of key release each month in the US economy. And if you think back the last couple of months, we've seen a you know, strong improvement in US payrolls around the turn of the year. Uh, the issue was that even though there was record levels of job vacancies in the US, payroll data was coming in weaker than expected. Now, job opening levels still remain at, at record highs. But what we have seen in the last couple of months is payroll data start to uh, suggest, uh, you know, strong uh, gains uh, in job growth in the U.S. And this is important because the concern was in the context of the inflation outlook and where inflation is in the U.S. economy at the moment is uh, labor shortages in terms of just firms finding difficulty to fill those vacancies. And obviously that had the potential to put up upward pressure on wages so a lot of focus has been put on that payroll data over the next couple of months uh, just to see whether it sustains that improvement as we move towards the end of the year and and reduces the risk uh, of labor shortages materializing potential upward pressure on wages in the back of that so the key release this week and the key focus uh, will be on that u.s payroll data for august which is out on friday great thanks john uh thanks for insights and uh, thanks to our customers for listening To stay up to date on financial markets, please press the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. For those customers impacted by COVID-19, you can find details of AIB's support packages at www.aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. Take care. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.